Welcome to Jayan.tv Podcasts. Here we cover topics on living spirituality, deep territory ranging from the heart of the human condition to the most mundane and practical affairs of modern life. Our guest is one of the most provocative and inspiring speakers of our time. Medicine man, healer, tribal leader, visionary, philosopher, just several of the names attributed to Jayan's work. Jayan delivers unscripted discourses packed with living knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll see you on the inside. Human beings are in their foundation. Human beings, whether they like it or not, they're going to say whatever you want. At the end of the day, you're human, and there's an aspect of you which is natural, and you care about yourself first. And I believe that this is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the primal instinct to survive. That's fantastic. That instinct can create a flower. Fantastic also. But at the foundation, everybody thinks of themselves. Selfishness and thinking of yourself, I'm, I need to drink. I'm not selfish, I'm gonna drink water. Greed is something else. Every form of life in nature thinks of itself first. It, in fact, it doesn't think of itself. It acts instinctually to take care of its basic needs so that it can fulfill its function. So that instinct is intelligent and is in every person. And unless a woman can tap into that instinct and can feel what is actually motivating her actions, then she lives in a fantasy land where she wants to pretend that she's in love with a man. Now this is a fucking rubbish. You don't give a shit about a man. You care about what you can get from the man. You don't want to see what you're really made of. It's, it would shatter the idea of you. Sexuality is going to shatter the idea of you. When I mean sexuality, I'm not talking about porn. I'm talking about connecting to the primal instinct of life. It will completely obliterate the fake person that you believe that you are and that you pretend that you are and that you sell to the world. It will smash it without mercy. The, the, the division between the two has become the... What's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 the division between the two has become so big that if, there's, if this appears a little bit, even due to drugs or some kind of whatever, person almost becomes insane. Because the, the schizophrenia between the two Poles is so dramatic, it's like, I don't know how to cope with this. You go cuckoo. Because the idea of who you are and what you are are so far from one another, you go insane. That's sexuality. And in this, and in this day and age, where our world is so upside down, the division has never been as great. It, it's just going to get worse worse. It's going to get greater, the division, that is. Imagine now when human beings, because we are now plugged to machines, whether you like it or not, everybody's plugged on their telephone, and it's just a matter of time before that telephone is more connected to you than in your hands. 
and that that telephone is connected to a web that's much more powerful. So essentially, human beings are becoming more and more machine dependent, meaning they're further and further away from their nature. Imagine in a couple of years, how far removed the human being is going to be from their primal nature. In my lifetime, I'm 41, I've seen it evolve to such an extent it's almost fascinating. But the, it's exponential and now the machines are so much more powerful and everybody's plugged into a machine. I don't have to go to the mall to get attention. In my day and age, we had to go to the mall. I hated the fucking mall. <laughs> Everything about the mall I hated. I hated the smell, the stores, the, 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 the things that go upwards or downwards, the food court, the idiots at the mall, the chair. I hated, I hated the mall. Here I am, we're going to go to the mall again. It's where you get to kind of test yourself, measure yourself, see people, right? You need to get the hell out of your house. So you go there and you kind of try to make, be part of the scene and try to get some points, uh, you meet a girl, com compete with other guys, see who's who, who's doing what, right? Nowadays, people do this on the telephone. You don't even need to go to the mall. In fact, you don't even have to have nice clothes. You have a filter that makes it look like it's nice. <laughs> you can be fat, kind of take an angle, and suddenly we don't see your centuple chin, and boom, you look sexy. You get likes. If you'd walk in the mall, they'd laugh at you. We say, look at the fat girl. You wouldn't go to the mall. That's how fat you are. I'm from another era. We talked like we talked like that. We we used to say gay and fat and stuff like that. You know, faggot. We 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 don't be upset at my generation. But that's how it was like. No, things were like there was a harshness to it. Nowadays, they're on the machine, and the machine gives them the sensation. The machine. Who is fucking them? I'm not giving you attention. The machine is giving you a ding. The guy is giving you an ounce of attention. An ounce is too generous. He's giving it to the machine, and the machine is giving you stimulation. Bzz. That's what you get. Look how far removed the human beings are becoming from their primal nature. Imagine now if we want to have an actual conversation in regards to the real mechanics of sexuality. Forget about it. It's becoming harder and harder, and people are going madder and madder, and the need is greater and greater. So there's an advantage to the disease. The more the disease grows, the more there's a sincerity for some to find some answers. But for the majority, what are we talking about? We're having, people are arguing about how many sex genders there are. Imagine. Everybody knows there's two sex genders. That's how nature operates. We can't even have a conversation about that without somebody getting upset or feeling insulted. And I understand their point of view. Like, imagine you have a certain kind of hormonal situation and you're like, uh, you don't know. And now people say there's two sexes, men and women. You're like, well, I don't feel like a man. <laughs> so what do we do? Instead of going to see a doctor, who teaches you how to heal so that you can reclaim a hormonal balance, cleanse your body from toxins, kind of align your karma in a, in a greater way? No, they're going to celebrate that because there's an agenda. But the point is, imagine you're in between. So uh, it's, it's hard. But everybody knows that at the base of nature, there's only two poles. It's not 16 poles. That's the point of a pole. <laughs> Anyways, uh, one thing is for sure. It's entertaining.
For that, this is entertainment galore. Endless entertainment, and the question is, what's going to happen next? So we are living in a, those series people watch, what do we call those? No, no, the series, I'm binge-watching series. So I'm binge-watching society's series. What's gonna happen next? Who knows what Donald Trump is going to say and what madness is gonna arise and who's gonna do what? It's all just crazy stuff to entertain the masses. Nothing more, nothing less. When news have become entertainment, you know that you're in trouble. So now you have to create news. Nobody cares about real news. We want entertainment. And that goes for people who buy into the mainstream narrative and the crazy conspiracy people who are just looking for a conspiracy. Okay, that's that, thank you. Next question, if there is. I will, I will open up the conversation and show it from a different angle. Technology is not at fault. There is a primal lesion which is pushing humanity in a direction. That direction is creating technology so that human beings can be spared from death. In other words, this is what people want. It's not technology who's doing this. It's something much more profound and people want the technology to save them from life, which means also death to us from an angle. Technology is not a problem. It's a machine, it's stupid. People want to be spared from having to face themselves, their sexuality, life, the implications of life, the scope of life. Everybody immediately forgets. Like the moment we have a conversation, everybody gets squeezed. It's like, do you know how complex life is? Every human being, how complex that person is? No, you don't have ancestors. You don't even have parents. Some people don't have parents. They don't even have a father. It's a sperm in a bank. If you just bring parents back, suddenly you have parents. Well, yeah, you owe them. And they had parents, that's called grandparents. Oh yeah, you owe them. And they had parents, your great-grandparents. Now you owe them. You know how far that goes? So in some parts of the world, they would call that, uh, let's say, the tradition or spirituality of ancestors. That's not, uh, that's the truth. My physical life today, my life as I know it is due to them. So there's a mechanism that has pushed forth these two lineages to give birth to me. I have a responsibility. There's a reason why nature is, trying, is coming together, is trying to create something. That's a responsibility when you're born. You owe those two lineages. That's a lot of people. Now you can romanticize it and say your ancestors are with you. If that makes you happy, at the end of the day, whether they're with you or not, I don't, that, that's, that's a con another conversation. I don't care. It means you had a duty. That's what it means. 
your duty bound to them. That's what it means. That's the truth. Now you can flip it in which angle you want to make you feel comfortable. Your duty bound. Who speaks about that today? In our society, freedom is no duty. You want to be a mother? No problem. You don't have to raise it. Hell, you don't even have to carry it. You can have a carrier. And in a minute, they're going to have a machine to carry. You don't even have to raise the child. You, don't, you want things, no responsibility. You don't have any duties which links you to action. So you can be free. So is technology as at fault? Absolutely not. There's something deeper in the human being that is diseased. I speak about it in all my videos. I call this a primary lesion, which is forcing or pushing humanity in a very clear direction in order to solve a problem it cannot resolve. Technology being the very height of that Luciferian inflammated brain, which is now capable of creating machines that can control nature, thus control the consequences of dying. So in other words, stop death. Transcend nature. So what are they trying to do? The very same thing consciousness is trying to do. But consciousness doesn't delete nature. It uses nature as the foundation and creates a lotus at the top of it. There is, if there is no mud, there is no lotus. The system, or the, or the Luciferian universe, let's call it like that for the sake of conversation, needs to destroy nature so that it can live, well, feed off of it. You need to squeeze it and feed off it like it's a slave. Giving itself the illusion that it's free when it's not. It's absolutely completely dependent and at any moment in time when she, that is the goddess, decides to shake, it's all gone. Then of course they're going to devise technologies to control her shaking. But there is a limit. They're going to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze, but there is a limit to her capacity to be squeezed. Although she can be squeezed absolutely, that's, uh, there's a limit to it. And when that happens, some, in some traditions we call this the great dissolution, because the shit blows. But this brings us to another conversation I don't want to go too far in right now. It's very interesting and uh, lots of beautiful storylines in regards to this, but just put it this way, if you squeeze the supreme power of life, squeeze, 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 well, isn't it at some point, will it not just blow? Or you think you could just repress it indefinitely? Well, indefinitely has an end. I don't know when, but indefinitely at some point, it's like, no, what you gonna do now? <whistles> Trouble. We'll see, like I said, Pure entertainment. <laughs> there is always a passage. And that's the beauty of God. God always finds a passage. There's always a passage in Him. There's always a way. And God doesn't have limitations. Of course. Even if humanity was completely become robotized, there would be a passage. I don't know how. We're not at that stage. And that's not my business. That's God's business. But from what I know in my affairs with God, there's always a passage. And this is his assurance to everybody. There's always a passage. All you got to do is want it. 
and the God finds a way because nothing is impossible in God. That's why it's God. Technically, you could say it's impossible, but for God, impossible is not impossible. That's why he's God. For everybody, it's impossible, but not God. That's why he's God. So in itself, the passage is a form we can say a miracle. It's not a miracle. It's God. It's beyond. There must be, because you cannot remove God from his creation. So that means it's always there. And God finds all kinds of creative ways to... He likes... God is God. He has fun. Here, can you try this passage? Why not? We've never done this. How will the robot human reclaim his humanity within the robot system? Be a robot yet a human? Who knows? I don't know. People don't understand. Because they live in a utopic world of nature and all this fucking crap. I don't buy it. God doesn't have a limit like this. Everything is nature, even the machine. It's which, under which jurisdiction it is. Remember this. All the stuff that we can criticize from the so-called system, it's nature also. The cell phone, the buildings, the pollution, it's all nature. There is nothing that is not nature. So if it's nature, that means uh, she's, she can, she's there somehow dormant. All she needs is a tickle from the Great One and boom. Everything in nature is trying to survive. You, let's say you get married, your girlfriend. <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> so uh, everything in nature is trying to survive. And uh, the process of reproduction is the strategy by which primal life survives. And through, through reproduction, technically, it becomes infinite. We know that that's not absolute, because we know that manifestation has a time limit. But as far as we're concerned, it's infinite. So everything in life seeks to reproduce, because that's its way of conquering death. What is a sperm if it is not me as a man in a little fish? This is exactly what it is. I don't care what the science says. I'm not even interested. It's a waste of my attention. And what is of them if it's not you as a woman in a little egg form? So everything that you are is in that sperm. And everything that you are is affecting the egg. So in other words, becomes the egg. So through reproduction, I get to continue. That's literally what it is. People have gone mad. This is not my son, this is me. That's why I'm ready to die for him. Remember the pre premise in nature, everything is selfish. That means me first. I put him first because that's me. If, I, if I'm 60 and he's 40, he has a longer life than me, I, so he's me. So I'm going to die for him because that's me and he has a better, he has a better opportunity. We, I, through his body, is, has a better chance. So simple and so basic and people seem to be so far away from this because they read their stupid books 
with their fucking bull bullshit science talking about nonsense that make no sense. Okay, so something now in nature, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it simple. Because we can plug this to a, the primary lesion, but I don't want to do this right now. So I now want to survive in time. I see my limitations. I want to survive and I want to continue my life, but I want to become better. So I'm going to find a female who within her uh, recipe bag has components that would technically improve mine or complement mine, either enhance what I already have or balance what I have or whatever, by whatever strategy I'm going to try to survive, to continue my lineage. And the woman is thinking the same too. It's all unconscious. This is nature's intelligence. It's all in the subtle. Because fundamentally there's a problem. Death is upon us. So there's a problem. If death wasn't upon us, there would be no reproduction. Because we are dying, there's a disease. What that disease is, we don't know, and the consequences of that disease is death. Now we need to f deal with the disease. Reproduction comes in. We need to find a way to continue. And by the process of which, I'm also going to try to find a strategy to improve myself or make my survival more optimal. Which takes us in a very grand conversation. So let's say myself and the woman, we meet. I put my seed in her, she carries me in her, and it gives birth to a son, me, in a new form. Let's say it gives birth to a daughter, her, in a new form. So now we continue. Now that child has to face reality, death. is still there, still haunting them, and the context of society and everything that this implies, which is a form of, with everything that it requires in order to survive just within the context of society to survive at a grander level. So you do what you got to do. Everybody does what they got to do. Sometimes you're pushed to an extreme. Let's use a very basic example. Let's speak about slavery. Doesn't matter which color is slavery, white slavery, black slavery, purple slavery, doesn't matter. Let's say for, simplify, you take a human being from one context, you put him in another context and squeeze him and beat him to death, but just before he dies, you keep him alive. This is a very particular situation. He has to survive or she has to survive. Certain things need to be developed now. When he is going to reproduce, let's pretend that you give him the choice. He's going to find, he's going to have an attraction to what is going to facilitate his survival in the context therein. If you put this for 500 years, it's going to create a certain kind of creature that's very strong on one thing, but maybe very weak on something else. Because that was what required to survive, right? So whatever strategy is required according to the circumstances in the story of time is what happens in order for the species to survive. But it's always based on trying to improve, trying to improve, trying to improve. But what is the nature through the man and woman trying to really conquer as a primary disease? Death. So the real purpose of reproduction is to be able to create the child that can conquer death. Or to create the circumstances, the situation where that offspring has now an opportunity to counter, conquer death. But that opportunity, let's say, because people, this is so deep, most people will not even understand, but let us say, right, 
is on the back of all, all that lineage. You're doing it for all of them. You owe all of them. In fact, the first, the original man is you. You can say he's your forefather. You can say whatever you want. At the end of the day, it's you. But this is your ancestor. And your ancestor did survived, went through fucking hell. So that you, 5,000 years later, have the opportunity to solve the problem. I'm not talking about solving the problem at a local level. I'm talking about the great problem. You are bound to them. Now, don't nobody tell me otherwise. If you understood genetics, I don't care for genetics, but I understand genetics. <laughs> That's what it says. It just doesn't tell you that story because it's so obsessed with invisible nonsense. But that's technically what you're saying. This is what comes from the past. Yeah, but why? What's it doing it? For what purpose? Where is it trying to go? Well, you need to have a global vision to see that. So that's the point of reproduction. And that's the point of lineages coming together, trying to give a better opportunity. In fact, parents, generally, if they're sane, tell you this. I'm my parents came from another country and came here to the West. And what do they say? So that you have a better opportunity than me. Why? Because I, you're me, and I want you to not have the same struggles as I did so that you have a better life. Don't they say that? This is at a surface level. We're talking about something that's so profound that your average person doesn't know that it's operating unconsciously. Nevertheless, that's what it is. So we're all, when we incarnate, duty-bound to lineages, to your ancestors. They're expecting something from you. The problem is now when you talk to your mom, your mom doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's confused, she's insane. Your dad is confused, they're insane. They don't even know who they were two generations ago, if you're lucky. Your grandfather's just on drugs, right? On some kind of product, just so that they could keep him alive and use him a little more. Yeah, drooling. Like, he's not, that's not your grandfather, that's an old sick person. He's not the grandfather, that means you, the old version. That means the one who has the most experiences to tell you what's going on, who we are, where we come from, what we've accomplished, and what's your task. Ain't not nobody telling you that. Nobody teaching you anything. Nobody's teaching you anything. So nowadays, you need to figure everything out on your own. And when you go into, when you decide to investigate nature via the temple of the human body, she reveals all of that for you. I don't have to, I don't care about any religions or any traditions. I discovered this for myself in the temple of the human body, and it has revealed those things to me. And if you don't pay heed to these things, you feel always bound and you don't know why. You think you can go all the way at the other end of the world and you feel a shackle something pulling on you at an energetic level or at a psychic level, you feel like, I can't, why am I, I can't be free? Because you're not. You owe a lot. You, you owe, listen to this, you owe your life. Sometimes parents say that, you owe me your life. They don't like to say that because it doesn't sound nice. And when they say that, they're not saying it like I'm trying to say it. But they, sometimes these words, you owe me your life. I'm the one who made you. In fact, I made you for you to do what you got to do, right? Okay, let's, I don't want to go too far with that. You literally owe them your life. Your life is due to them. What does that mean to owe your life to them? Certainly doesn't mean what they say, because whatever they say is rubbish from TV, bullshit science that they've consumed, or some spiritual ideologies that are old and have no grounding in reality. So... What does that mean I owe you my life? What's my function? What do I, what must I do 
to fulfill my duty, me, I'm a man, as a man towards my lineage, so that I can have an opportunity that takes me further. Because that's what you as a natural species, as a human, want. That's freedom. Freedom from what? From the old. From what keeps me shackled to the old. I want the new. I feel a slave to the old. I want new. Yeah, but you can't just do that and sever a cord with a stupid guided meditation you fucking downloaded on iTunes. Fuck you, stupid pricks. What a world, what mockery, what mockery. I'm gonna get off on that one. That's, that's my David Icke, I could just go with that one. What mockery. You're just gonna do a guided meditation and visualize you breaking bonds. <laughs> And it's all gone. Billions of years of nature gone because your weak, masturbating mind has visualized severing the cord. You better take that LSD, you prick. Sorry, I digressed, but I had to slip that in. So, uh, back to what I was saying. So that's incarnating on Earth. You have, you have your duty bound. That's number one. Number two, that's just karma. Then there's me. Well, outside of my responsibilities to the ancestors, and this is for my biological level, who the fuck am I? I ain't got nothing to do with this shit. That's a story I've, I was put in. Now, of course, it's connected to me somehow at a very deep level, but it ain't got nothing to do with me really at the essence of who I am. Zero. Me as a soul, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Now I'm bound to that. So who am I really as a soul? And what's my purpose as a soul? Where do I come from as a soul? Who's my family as a soul? Who's my father? That, that's a whole other conversation. That's a vertical conversation. But the vertical now lives in the horizontal. So you can't bypass that. There must be a reason why they're joined together. And you can't just omit one. If you do, you're never really going to discover the vertical because you can't. It's not the way it works. That's cheating. You can't do that. That would be a disrespect to the God. God created this plane of consciousness for a reason. That's, again, my humble opinion. Some people will say opposite because they have mantras. Good luck. Enjoy your mantra. God bless you. I don't do that. That's not for me. I'm not talking about mantras. I'm, trying, I'm saying hijacking, trying to find a way out from fulfilling my function. Now, try to understand that this is such a long story, and that we have to give respect to that. I do, at least. The story is so fucking long. Like, this is an infinite cosmic story. Although it has an end, because infinity is not divine, it's not God, although it is. What I'm trying to say is that our sense of time, there's an end to it, even though if it's infinite. There's a greater infinite than that, if that makes sense to you. But the story is so long, so what do you do? while you're in the middle of it. You know, let's say you're watching a movie and it's like 16 minutes, you get like two hours left. Lords of the fucking rings, two hours, 40 minutes left. You're like, this is gonna be a long fucking movie. What do I do now? I need to, I need to, like, I need to this is, I have to bear this shit. Right, so while you're sitting down and eating your popcorn and just humoring the space, you need to find some kind of way to, to, to work at another level at the same time. So olden technologies may have taken this in consideration. I said may have taken things, this in consideration. But anyways, so many things at the same time, I apologize, sometimes it seems uh, 
chaotic. But what I'm trying to say is, you have a duty towards those ancestors and the story. And you don't know those ancestors because nobody told you their story. And if they do, it's always a romanticized version, like fucking that movie Black Panther. Can't you get more romantic nonsense than fucking Marvel? Right? It's great. You got a tear, yes. I also want to have ancestors. Nonsense. So you can only discover this now by having a direct experience of nature and the, the library of your human body reveals these things to you because you're bound to that. Your karma, you're bound to it. So either it's a jail or it's your path. Choose. But there's no escape. So in my case, I decided to accept that because I realized, well, if I can't escape this, might as well embrace it. Let me learn how to embrace it and let's see if God has created a passage within the embracing of this so that I can meet Him. It seems that He did. So thank God, because otherwise I would be very unhappy. And that allows me to bear uh, what we say, my karma or destiny. Because at the end of the day, whatever, it's a story. I enjoy the story, it's part, I have my part in the story, I want to do a good job, I'm an actor, I want to be a good actor, I want to win an Oscar when I die, right? So I'm, I'm happy and I also have come to, real, to realize why this is happening to me and what I'm gaining by learning, by, by fulfilling my duties and gaining the strength that is required for me. I see what I have to gain in my experience. I see the relief that it generates in the, in the ancestors as they start to repose and start to now find peace. This is very real. I don't have to take some kind of weird purple fruit to go there. This is happening inside me, in my body, in my everyday life. You can feel their relief because you're accomplishing what you're supposed to accomplish and you're acknowledging their passage. It's not I have to pray a fucking next to a little, uh, what do you call those hotels? What is that called? Altar. altar. <laughs> Go to the altar with the pictures of my 17 past parents. I don't do that shit. I don't need that. I live them. I don't need this. I don't need this, the external form of them to remember. They're in me, with me. This is a living experience. And by me doing my everyday job, this is my service to them. And I can feel their appeasement because I can feel it in me. And as a human being in my heart, it, it makes me, as a man, because I'm a man, I'm like, good, I'm doing my job. Don't matter if nobody knows the fuck I'm doing. I, I know what I'm doing. That's what matters. God knows what I'm doing. And the ancestors in the, in the invisible realms, they know exactly what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I'm, my commitment is total. I'm not cheating. I won't cheat. I will never cheat. I'm not going to cheat myself or cheat them and try to find us like, no, my function is to do this. Well, I'm not here to cheat anything. I could, but that doesn't bring relief. So if, you don't get, if they don't get relief, you don't get relief. So what's the point? I'm talking about in my incarnation on earth. So there's a story happening on earth and I'm happy to fulfill my function in the story on earth. And it's directly connected to the lineages of father and mother, those two lineages that have come together. It's your, this is how your story is written by the merger of theirs. 
And there's something more profound in all of that which brings you to the very beginning of time if that can even be conceived of. Which is pushing all of this engine forward. Which I call the primary lesion which is forcing this so-called reproduction and survival mechanism. That also can be addressed and solved by the grace of the God, of course. So why would I deny myself the privilege of doing this? How can I feel I have value if I don't fulfill my function? How can I have love for myself if I don't do what I gotta do? And what is required of you is to become a better version of yourself. I'm not talking about like you could jump, you can jump higher. I'm, that's not what I mean. To really understand where your genetic flaws were and to seek out for medicine to heal. Because all those so-called weaknesses come from the same disease, the same foundational disease. So how do we solve that once and for all? And if I'm to have a child, do you think I want to put the child through whatever I was put through? That's not fair to the child. If I have a child, I want the child to have a new opportunity. Which is a little bit what you see through the imagos of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z is a, I don't know this character, of course I don't know him, but you know the story. So this is a guy from the worst place ever. We couldn't imagine what he, this guy has to go through. And now, why did he do all that he do? So that he can give his children the greatest of opportunities. They will never have to experience this. Now this is a storyline in their universe which is nothing but imagination. But from a point of view it's very true. And until I'm in a position where I can offer you something infinitely greater that's sustainable through time, that means it's not going to wiggle. Our fortune doesn't go away ever. That means you can rely on that. How, how can I bring you into this world so that you go through the same turmoil and anxiety that I had? And Jay-Z is a very sensitive dude. So for a, for a sensitive guy to a sensitive guy, I'm like, I understand what you're doing. He's in a very different universe than mine, but I, I still understand what you're doing. It's like, if I'm going to have children, I'll, and this is my continuation, I need them to have a completely different life than mine. So for this, I have nothing but respect for that individual because he decided to do so and, decide, and did it. Respect. It's not for me. God bless you. I wish him the best. But I can still see what he's trying to do. And if he succeeds or not, this is not my problem. So how could one bypass this? I don't, I don't, don't understand. We wish we could. Imagine you wake up one day and you're free. I don't owe my mom anything. I don't owe my father anything. Kids, uh, they love you unconditionally. No, they don't. Only God loves you unconditionally. Let's cut the fucking crap. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it again. Only God loves you unconditionally. But as long as you're in the creation, there are conditions. <laughs> but He loves you unconditionally while you're in the conditioned reality. Anyway, that being said, only God loves you unconditionally and your parents put you in this life conditionally. You need to do something. If you don't do that, what the fuck are you here for? I have to sacrifice my life for you, motherfucker. Women know that all too well. I had to sacrifice my beauty. I used to have titties big like this and firm, and now I got you, my titties are not as firm as before. My body changed because of you. Right? So she ain't no longer that youthful little jewel. She's a mature woman. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but you better fucking do something with yourself. 
Because otherwise, how could I justify why I, I, I went from amazing titties to amazing titties minus one? I'm being nice. It's quite dark somehow. I finished with this flow. Somebody else? Thank you for listening to Jayan.tv Living Podcasts. For more premium content on living spirituality, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our newest episodes. For the full video production of this content, be sure to visit our Jayan.tv YouTube and BitChute channels. You can also access Jayan's book, The Human Experience, which is available for free download at Jayan.tv. And if you appreciate our content and wish to support the growth of these channels, we invite you to make a donation. All links in the description below.